the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Grace to you. Grace abounds. I can't hear that very well. Grace to you. And grace abounds. Please give me Exodus chapter 33 verse 15 and 16. Exodus 33 verse 15 and 16. Amplified classic version. Let's take our text for the year. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. One go. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Let's go. And God. In all things. Let's say it again. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always, having all sufficiency in all, may abound unto every good work. That shall be your experience this year. In the mighty name of Jesus. So now take me to my text, please. Moses, uh, I said Moses, Exodus chapter 33, verse 15 and 16. Exodus. And Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go up with me, do not carry us up from here. Verse 16. Let's read it together. Verse 16. For by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight? Is it not in your going with us so that we are so that we are so that we are so that we are I and your people from all other people upon the face of the earth. This year you will be distinguished. I said this year you are distinguished. This year you are distinguished from all people in Ghana. From all people in business. From all people in healthcare. From all people in academia. From all people are employees. In the name of Jesus. He says, For by what shall I and your people be distinguished? So there is something that must distinguish you. Praise the Lord. And that is what I started speaking to you last night about. The word grace is a distinguishing feature. It sets people apart. Two people can start a business. In the next five years, one will go so far, the other will be nowhere. Grace can make a lot of difference. 
And so I'm talking about grace makes all the difference. Somebody say grace makes all the difference. Grace makes all the difference. Say grace makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. In my spiritual life, grace makes all the difference. In my finances, I want you to speak it with faith in your heart because as you are speaking, you are also prophesying into your ear. Say, grace makes all the difference. In my marriage, grace makes all the difference. In my ministry, grace makes all the difference. In my children, grace makes all the difference. In my assignment, grace makes all the difference. In my business, grace makes all the difference. In my career, Grace makes all the difference. Praise the Lord. Moses wanted God to go with him. And to get God to go with you, God is full of grace and truth. So he was literally saying, if grace is not going with me, I'm not going. How else will I be treated differently? That's one of the things grace does for you. Grace brings a difference between you and others. This afternoon, I was listening to a testimony one of our daughters sent across. And when I was listening, I was just seeing the grace of God at work every step of the way. Every step of the way. In a queue for a visa, and all the people ahead of her is, are disqualified. She gets there, and they give it to her easy. Grace makes all the difference. All the difference. Struggles through exams. One after the other, right first one they fail, second one they fail. And then all the people who are passed, at the end of the day, those people are left behind. She didn't pass, but she got to be ahead of them. Grace makes all the difference. Am I communicating with somebody at all? Grace makes all the difference. You see, when you understand the most important things in life and you go for them, there are no other things to seek. I tell you all the time, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you don't want to be seeking too many things, Keep the kingdom in focus. Am I communicating here? Keep God's kingdom in focus. Make him your topmost priority. That is what is key in life. Grace makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. As much as strength is great, as much as intelligence is great, all of those things. I mean, in a case, intelligence failed, but grace never failed. Grace makes all the difference. And that's what we are talking about. And I'm excited. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Sunday we'll share it with you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8, he said, And God is able to make all grace abound. So when, when you're a believer and you live a life that is graceless, it's your choice. When you live a life that is void of grace, where everything after your life is ordinary, Every year, everything that happens to you comes to you from a natural point of view. Your finances is natural. Everything around you, there's nothing supernatural around your life. It is a choice you have made because according to scripture, God is able to make all grace abound. All grace abound. That you always have an all sufficiency in all things will abound unto every good work. God is able to make it available. Somebody say, God makes it available. God makes it available. It's available. And this year in particular, exceeding grace is available for you. Abundant grace is available for you. He's able to make it available. The question is, am I able to take what is available? Because it's not that whether or not it's available. As for the availability, it's not in doubt. He makes it available. 
but not everybody takes it to the same measure. Not everybody takes it to the same, uh, to, in the, to the same measure or to the same degree. And I, was, I began sharing with you that if you'll be able to become hungry for more of God's grace and go all out for more of God's grace, I want you to appreciate that if there is one virtue you need to grow in, you need to stand in, you need to understand strongly above anything else in your life, it is this subject called grace. Somebody say grace. grace. Yeah, that's, that's the sum. The, the summary of Christianity is grace. I told you yesterday, C.S. Lewis, the professors met and they were asking, what is the thing that one singular thing that makes Christianity different from all others? He said it's simple. And he told them it's grace. It's grace. It's grace. Grace from the beginning to the end. You start with grace. You continue with grace. You end with grace. On Christ, the solid rock on which you stand, all other grounds is sinking sand. And Christ is the fullness of God's grace. Are you here with me? You have to master the subject of grace. Understand the subject of grace. Be conscious that the grace of God, one, is in you, to your advantage. You see, what gives you advantage in life is the revelation of God's grace at work in your life. What gives you advantage in life? What gives you advantage in life? So we started exploring what grace means. And we said, grace is unmerited favor. Somebody say unmerited favor. Unmerited. That which is given to you without any effort from your part. That is one aspect of grace. When God saved you, you didn't need to make any contribution. You couldn't make a contribution to be saved. And you cannot make a contribution now that you are saved. And you cannot make a contribution to remain saved. He took that decision from the foundations of a well. And he saved you. In fact, that's what we are told in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. He says, 2 Timothy 1 9. He says, who saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works, which we have done. But according to his grace. According to what? His grace. He didn't do it according to your work. But his grace and his divine purpose. And he says, the grace was, did not just come when he said, Lord, I accept you. The grace was available long before you were saved. Praise the Lord. Because when Christ came, he came to give us a revelation of God's grace. The Bible said the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. When did it appear? When Christ came, he came to fully make manifest the grace of God in salvation to our lives. Somebody say, I believe it. So we talked about the fact that grace is not earned, it's gifted to us. When you understand this subject, eh, you will serve God with joy. You will serve God with joy. You serve God with dedication. You can't be shallow. You can't begin with God. You serve God with such heavy gratitude. Because you understand that the most important thing in life has been gifted to you. You see, the reason why some people Christians are not happy is because they don't know they have the most important thing. There are other things on their prior list, on their expectation, or their desire. It's great. But you see, if you knew that the very most important, for instance, if you are on death row, okay? You are on death row, you've been sentenced to die. Your most important need is life. Am I communicating here? Your most important need is life. When you are on death row, your most important need is life. You don't care about nice properties in Tasako or nice properties in Airport View. All you want to do is to live. 
Now imagine that somebody comes and brings you the key and walks you out of prison. And then you leave prison and you are sad because you don't have a house. You leave prison, you are sad because you don't have a car. You leave prison, you are sad because they have refused you a visa. Am I communicating somebody at all? Now, that's how a lot of Christians live. And so, they are not able to move on from their prison. They've left prison, but prison is still on them because they don't understand how to leave the prison behind. The moment you walk out of prison, you walk out of prison ever thankful for life. Are you here with me? Ever thankful for life. Ever thankful for life. When you understand grace, giving is easy. When you understand grace, serving God with joy and delight is easy. That's why Satan doesn't want us to fully come to full comprehension of grace. Satan would want, want us to feel that whatever God gives us is because of something we have done. So when you feel that you have some contribution to make, then you, you will now come with, with the terms of demand. Because I have done this, you have to do this. But when you understand that the most important thing came, and I like it when in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 32, he said, God who did not spare, if God did not spare his own son, but gave him up freely unto us, how shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? In other words, those who qualify to receive freely all things from God are those who have great appreciation for the most important gift God gave them, which is the gift of Christ. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you will learn to be grateful enough for Christ, other things will come your way without much struggle. I'm telling you. If you will learn, you will appreciate Christ. Because see, God gave you Christ. You are not happy with Christ. The most important. <laughs> the most important. Your most important need has been met. And you can't say thank you. How can other needs be met? How can other needs be attended to? That's how a lot of people are struggling. But this year you won't struggle. Amen. I said this year your life will be distinguished. Amen. Can I have a believing amen here? Amen. Can I have a believing amen? amen? So that's what we talked about. We said grace is number two, we said grace is divine influence. Somebody say divine influence. Divine. Huh? Grace, number two, is divine influence upon the heart. Divine influence upon the heart by the Holy Spirit. Yes, grace is divine influence on the heart by the Holy Spirit that enables you to will and to do that which is naturally impossible to accomplish. This year, you are doing impossible feats. Yeah. I say you are doing impossible feats. Yeah. You are accomplishing great things. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Shout a believing amen. amen. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare. That this year. The influence of the spirit of God. On my life. Enables me. To will. And to do. Anything. That pleases God. That hitherto. I couldn't do. The grace of God works in my life. The grace of God works on my heart. The grace of God controls my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I walk in the abundance of the grace of God. Shout a believing amen. Moreover, he says, moreover, moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Verse 2. That 
in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy, their deep poverty abounded on the riches in the riches of their liberality. For I bear them record to the according to their ability, yes, and beyond their beyond their beyond their or say beyond their they were freely willing beyond their ability they were willing because grace was working may grace work in your heart i said may grace work in your heart may the grace of god influence your heart in the mighty name of jesus first timothy chapter 1 verse 12 to 14 it was grace that completely transformed you see True transformation begins when the grace of God works on our heart. Somebody say true transformation. Say true transformation begins when the grace of God works on my heart. There is no amount of legislation that can make a murderer become born again. There is no amount of legislation. In Ghana, there are certain crimes when you commit they will commit you to prison for your lifetime. People are still committing them. People are still committing them. In the U.S., if you kill and you are found guilty of murder, you, they will give you electric chair. But people are murdering every day. Praise the law. There is no law that can change the human heart. That was how Paul was. In 1 Timothy chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Verse, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. He says, I thank Christ Jesus. <laughs> I thank what? Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. That's grace. Yeah. Enabled by your grace. <laughs> grace. Who had enabled me? How? Because he counted me faithful. Putting me into the... And he tells you who he was before. Verse 13. He says, who, although I was formerly a blasphemer, persecutor, an insolent man, an injurious man, a wicked man, a murderer, but I obtained mercy because I did it what? Ignorantly in unbelief. And look at verse 14. Look at this. The reason why, while he was doing it, his life was not destroyed. And the grace of our God, our Lord, was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. May this be your testimony. May the exceeding grace of God be to you. May the abundant grace of God rest upon your life. That's how people get changed. Change does not, it does not come with loss. Don't wear short skirt. Don't wear long skirt. It doesn't change anybody. But when the Holy Ghost begins to work on the heart of human beings, they drop things without it being legislated against. Are you here with me? The Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you. And it says the reason why you rule over sin is because you are under grace, not under law. You are under grace, not under law. The Bible says where the law was, sin abounded. The law makes sin abound. Because people always want to stretch it and see what will happen. They say we should not steal. If I steal and I'm able to, what will happen? People always will stretch it. So, the law gives you a revelation about sin. The law makes sin abound. But when grace comes and you are liberated, it becomes exciting. He says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying. Grace has the ability to let you go of certain things. Are you here with me? That's what grace does. Grace liberates you from the law. 
And then grace gives you a love-driven reason to live right. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes, so in the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, he says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Somebody say liberty. liberty. Huh. You are not under the law. You are not in bondage to the law. You have been called unto liberty. But look at this. He said, do only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Praise the Lord. So you hear people like, oh, uh, I, I'm under grace. I can do anything. Yes, that's the beauty of grace. Grace gives you opportunity to do everything that pleases Christ, not you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's grace. It frees you from the law. The law that you could not keep, but it gives you a reason to do that which pleases Christ. He says, you have been called unto liberty. God has freed you. We were servants of sin. Now we've been made servants of righteousness. We have been freed from sin so that we do not use our liberty as an occasion. Look at the New Living Translation, the same text. He said, for God has called you to live in freedom. 2024, you walk in freedom. Freedom over sin. Freedom over lust. Freedom over anything that does not please God. He said, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use, somebody say, don't use. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another. How do we use our freedom to serve one another? By operating under the teachings of grace. Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Now look at it. says, it teaches us to say no. Do you know a freed man? A man who is free eh, is the one who can say no. A, a truly free man is the one who can say no. If you can't say no to alcohol, you are in bondage. You can't say no to sex. You are in bondage. You, are, you can't say no to all kinds of... You are in bondage. A freed man is the one who can say no. Do you know that those who are in prison, whatever he serve them is what they eat? They can't say no. They don't have choices. They can't say no. But when the grace of God comes upon you, it empowers you to say no. It empowers you to say no. So you have liberty. And you use so. Grace gives us liberty. Not to live irresponsibly, but to live in a way that is responsible and honoring to God. Somebody say, grace liberates me. And it empowers me to live responsibly and positively. All right. Now, let me close with this third definition of grace. All right. I've told you that unmerited favor is the simplest definition of grace in scripture. But there are several definitions of a grace which we can pick from the context the word is used. It's not everywhere you see grace in scripture that it means unmerited favor. Some of them means other things. And that's what we have looked at. One of them is what we have seen. is divine influence. The people were poor, they were broke, they didn't have enough. And still, they were willing and they were able to give above their natural capacity. That was not natural. That's not a merited favor. That was some divine influence driving them to do that which was naturally impossible to do. Now look at this. Grace, let's read it, say it together. Grace is divine or power 
released to empower or strengthen the weak or powerless, enabling him to please God or accomplish his will or purposes. This year, that shall be your experience. Amen. Divine power is yours. Amen. Divine ability is yours. Amen. The ability that will strengthen you in weakness. Amen. The ability that will make you all powerful. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The ability that will help you to please God and fulfill his will. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That grace is on you now. Amen. That grace is on you now. Amen. As we wait on God in fasting and prayer. That grace is released upon you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 to 10. Look at this. He said, lest as you be exalted. Now look at this. This is beautiful. Lest as you be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation a thorn in the flesh w- was given to me all right was given to me a messenger of what Satan. to buffet me lest i should be exalted above measure now get this very very well <laughs> this man has to deal with some issues in his life and when we talk about apostle paul if there is any man who should not have a thorn in his flesh it's apostle paul yeah, yeah, yeah. he knew god so well that's why <laughs> the fact that you are close to God does not make you immune to challenges. Are you here with me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's baby Christians who don't expect challenges and who give in and complain and get worried and weary and they want to give up because a challenge came. The stronger you are, the more challenges you face. If you see any man with biceps and triceps or sex packs, They have been picking challenges upon challenges. They pick 10 kilos, 15 kilos, 25 kilos, 50 kilos. But when you begin to pick, it will show. The higher the challenge, the more muscular you become. It's It's the same thing in the spirit. It's the same thing in the spirit. It wasn't God who brought it, but God used it to his advantage. That's what the grace of God does. Satan will bring challenges your way, but God will release grace upon you to give you advantage in life. This year, anything that Satan meant for evil, it shall be turned around for your good. Our sister's testimony comes to mind. When they failed there, first time, second time, it was painful. She was broken. But God was using it for her advantage. God was using it. He says, unless I should be exalted, a messenger of Satan. Now look at this. He said, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Oh, Kaloshadava. It should depart. <laughs> there are some prayer points you have to forget them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That, when, when you understand that grace is on your life, you don't worry about some things. Praise the Lord. You don't worry about them. You don't worry about them. Three times he prayed about the same thing. And God said, listen, look at what God says. He said, he said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. That's not the answer he wants. He said, take it away. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. You see, some certain challenges come into our lives and we certain prayers, we pray, God does not answer them. He doesn't answer the prayer, but in his saying no to you, he's revealing a certain aspect of his character to you. This revelation about the grace of God in this light, Paul will never have known if God had said yes, I take it away. He 
if he goes, I take it away. He would never have known. But when he understood it, he said, I would therefore, not Hayokasha. He said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. If you want to know how powerful I am, be at your weakest point. <laughs> if you want to know, when you have done all you know to do and you are about to give up, that's when I will step in to let you know. When I step in like that, you will know that it's not by mind nor by power, but by my spirit. Can somebody say an amen? amen. That's it. He said, my strength is made perfect. When you, are, you have nothing to contribute. Why? Because it's not about you. But it's about me. It's about my glory. So I am keeping you there so that you have nothing at all to contribute. When Paul understood this, that's why Apostle Paul became the greatest apostle of all times. The, if there is one thing that set him apart, I, I, I told you that the title of the teaching is Grace Makes All the Difference. Not some difference. All the difference. All. All. All the difference. He said, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. Now, the man who is saying, take the infirmity away. He said, now, I thank God for infirmities. I thank God for infirmities. I am glad that I was disappointed. I am glad that the gentleman left me. I am glad that they bounced me the visa. I am glad that I didn't get to get travel. I am glad that that door closed before me. I am glad because in this... I have received something greater and better. I see you receiving something greater and better. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Say, I am glad. I will boast in my infirmity. And when I boast in my infirmity, he says, that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Paul calls the grace of God the power of Christ. The power of Christ. God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul understood it as the power of Christ. Somebody say the power of Christ. So when we talk about grace, we are talking about God's power at work in you. Enabling you, equipping you, uh, uh, empowering you to do that which is naturally impossible to do. Grace makes all the difference. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 9 to 10. It makes all the difference. Sometimes eh, you can sit down and Satan will bring it all to you. Bring this your friend. Bring that your friend. Bring that your friend. And it's not like they are around you. They are far away. They are minding their business. Satan brings all of them to you. You see this one. You were in school with her. You see this one. She was your classmate in JHS. You see this one. You, you see where they are now. This one has three children. This one has a husband. This one is troubled there. See, see you. See where you are. You are going nowhere with your life. And all he's trying to do is to bring you to a place where you are depressed, downcast, and you are hopeless. It's in those times that you have to be reminded about what the grace of God can do. Am I communicating here? It is, that, it is your revelation and understanding of grace that will keep you humble and sober and excited. That's why grace-filled people are happy, in spite, they are joyful in spite of their circumstances. They are, they are excited in spite of their circumstances. When they talk, you will think that they don't have a problem at all. And yet, if they tell you their problems, you weep for them. But the grace of God overwhelms them so much that their problems, they don't see their problem. Why? Because they see the grace of God. They know that in spite of the great problem they have, if the grace of God shows up, if the grace of God begins to manifest, 
they that were last will become the first. This year, the grace of God is taking you from behind and is bringing you far in front. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me just walk you through these references and I close. 1 Corinthians 15 9. 15 9. For I am the least. Look at this. I am the least of the apostles, whom I am not worthy to be called an apostle, but I persecuted the church of God. You are the least. You are late. You are the last to be married. You are the last to go to school. You are the last. <laughs> but Paul said, look at verse 10. He said, but I am what I am. Look at this. But by grace of God, I am what I am. The least apostle became the chief apostle. And he says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Then he says, the grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. I labored more abundantly, yet not I, by the grace of God. The one who was the least became the greatest. Listen, it doesn't matter where we start. <laughs> it's about how much of God's grace we can assess. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter where you are now. It's not important. One moment. What did Esther need to do? One night, she slept as a little girl. After a short time, the favor of God picked her up all the way to the palace. A Jewish girl. There was no way all her life. If she, it was a 10-year dream, she, she, it, she, she couldn't have a 10-year dream like that. She couldn't have a 50-year dream like that because it was naturally impossible for her to dream it. And that which was impossible for her to dream, God did exceedingly, abundantly, above all that she could ask or think. 2024. As the grace of God abounds to you, as you position yourself to receive the fullness of the grace of God, the more abundant grace of God, I see God do great things with your life. I see God accomplish great feats with your life. I see God move you from glory to glory. I see great things happening in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, wherever people have decided you are late, the grace of God will take you from behind and bring you in front. Lift up your voice and begin to speak and receive abundant grace. Abundant grace. I want you to be hungry for nothing more than the grace of God. The grace. Focus on it more. Let it be your greatest need. 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 Your greatest need, 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 your greatest need. Sakila Tosa Fatosa. Receive the abundant grace of God. Receive the abundant grace of God. May the abundant grace of God overshadow your life. In the name of Jesus, may everything happening around your life happen because of grace. May the grace of God distinguish you. May the grace of God set you apart. May the grace of God exceed your expectations. May the grace of God empower you. In the name of Jesus, so it shall be in your life. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word. And then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified.
And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No, no, no.